LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And we are now going to be doing a 30-day review of a product from Diamond. It's the antenna, the X30 Diamond Antenna. It's a dual band, bass or repeater. And uh, you can buy this product if you like. DX Engineering has it, $72.99. Uh, some other places have it as well. Gigaparts has it four cents cheaper, $72.95. So if you're in the market for such a thing, listen to the fellows, the cohort that have gathered together to give an honest review system, give an honest review of this antenna and we'll do that tonight. And so we have a couple of fellas joining us. David, he's Kilo Mike 6, Delta Oscar Victor, and Dave. It's the David and Dave experience tonight. Dave is Kilo Delta Zero, Foxtrot X-Ray. Now you're saying to yourself, how do I get to do this? I want to be able to do this too. How did they get picked? Very simple, they have 100 watt IDs. Okay, so you go to 100 watts in a wire, and you go to 100 watt IDs. Now this is just sort of a free uh, ID and number system where we have over 5,000 of these things issued at the moment. You can register for yours there online. It's easy, everything's free. And you're sequentially issued a number sent to you in the email. Then you go over to the 30 days. This is where you sign up to be a reviewer. And here's how this works. We pick a product, ham radio product or ham adjacent product. We send it out and your community, your uh, fellow hams will review it. I don't review it. I just come back here and I ask questions to see how everything went. When it's over with and you appear on the show, you keep the antenna, you keep the whatever it is, power supply, software we've done. And that's how the 30-day program works. So tonight, David and Dave are here to throw me the curveball. It is baseball season. I think I can handle it. We'll see. They'll yell at me if, if not. But this is the Diamond X30A dual-band bass and repeater antenna. And first, what we're going to do is start off. This 30-day review starts off with packaging. Now, you know, sometimes it's really important how you receive it. It could be an antenna. You say, I'm going to leave it outside. I don't really care. As long as it gets here and it works, I'm cool. These guys may be different. Let's go over to David. He's Kilo Mike 6, Delta Oscar Victor. David, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for spending 30 plus days with this product. I'm really curious. Um, what did you think when it landed on your doorstep? Well, uh, first off, I wasn't expecting it 
particularly. Uh, I was expecting it to be there. I just uh, uh, got a fairly kind of random package. Uh, it was long and thin. Kind of was like, oh, I'm really busy, and I set it to the side, and then I was like, oh, I know what this is, and I said, I can't open this right now because I've got. I don't have a. I don't have a place to 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 do this install. Uh, but when I finally did get the uh, space available and uh, and got everything prepped uh, for the camera, I busted into the packaging and outspilled a bunch of styrofoam packing peanuts. And that is like the worst possible thing in my book is like disposing <laughs> of these peanuts. I hated it. Uh, it was it was just a really bad experience of opening it and just and the the crestfallen look on my face of oh gosh there's a bunch of peanuts and now they're all over my floor and i'm gonna have to clean this up later so uh, what was inside the packaging was um, not particularly protective it was just a uh, a plastic sleeve um, but uh, uh, the damages there, there was no damage to anything inside um, i guess the peanuts did their job yeah, and, and the thing about the peanuts is I can't tell if they're the kind that if they get wet, they kind of break back into the earth, right? And I don't want to figure it out. I'm like you. I don't want to play with these peanuts. And they're so packed in all the way to the top of the package usually. So I feel you on that. I'm uh, I'm not a huge fan of the peanuts, but I'm glad uh, it, it got to you okay. Dave is here as well. He's Kilo Delta Zero Foxtrot X-Ray. Dave, would you, what was your experience with the packaging? Well, you know, I'm probably going to uh, talk about those peanuts as well. But <clears throat> honestly, I, I have to give the shipper props for how they did ship it because they they did a very good job, I thought, of protecting it. It was just a plain old cardboard box, but they also taped some kind of stiffener to the outside of it to make sure it didn't get folded in half in transit. Uh, it's, it's, it's too bad there were that many peanuts, but... Um, they, they definitely did their job. The antenna itself, of course, is packed in one of those plasticky sleeves, like David said. Um, those are pretty tough, but I think that where the, the seams are welded together is, is pretty bad. And those are easy to rip open. And as I very carefully took it out, dumping all the peanuts into a bucket, so they're not all over my floor. I uh, I found that there were some loose items inside that sleeve, and ultimately I had to drive 10 miles to the hardware store to buy hmm. a 25-cent nut to finish no. the sleeve. Mm -mm. Which, um, you know, it's not a big deal, 25 cents, but, you know. The drive. 10, 10 miles there, 10 miles back. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a so, bummer. Um, you know, the packaging itself... I guess I wasn't a fan of it because it did not arrive with all of its parts in the bag. Yeah, that's a big one. And that may show up later on when we get to the uh, pros and cons of this. We can talk about that as we go. We're talking about an antenna tonight, a Diamond X30. And we're doing a 30-day review. Our 30-day review of the Diamond X30 now moves into the manual. Sometimes people are sort of like, I don't know what to do. And other people who uh, are not... Technic technically inclined, want to have some more information. Let's see what David has to say about the manual. What did you think about this one, sir? 
Um, so uh, the manual came in two parts. Uh, one is the standard instruction sheet, and it, there was also an errata. Um, that errata was, um, I guess, the one I got was the uh, the X30 Rev A, um, and it looked like the X30 had some weird, um, like, pour out and kind of disassemble the antenna as packed and do some reassembly. Um, but the X30A, the one that, that I received, um, seemed to have a, uh, uh, it was kind of all in one piece and didn't require any like disassembly before assembling. Uh, uh, so that all, when I kind of combined the actual instruction sheet with the errata, uh, uh, I was able to get a, a, a full picture of what the assembly was going to be like. Um, although uh, uh, not keeping in mind the errata, when I get, did go back and, and started, started the actual assembly, um, it caused some uh, assembly issues, uh, which I can get into in the next segment. Okay. That sounds good there. Did they give you any uh, indication that this was also available online? Uh, it might have been. I decided to do the entire thing off of paper. Uh, I don't... I, I find it cumbersome to try to involve a, a computer or a laptop kind of on, on, the, on that workbench. Uh, uh, so uh, I wanted to just go from paper on it. Yep, understood. All right, Dave, when you get to the manual here, I know you're a technical guy here. I've seen the inside of your cave, and I know that you like to work on things and play with the tubes and that sort of thing. Was the manual sufficient for you? Did it help at all? Uh, what are your thoughts? The manual was fine, I thought. Um, as David mentioned, they also included a couple extra inserts with the instruction book that that just did not seem to make sense at all. Uh, I think the one he was talking about, it, well, one of them was in Japanese, I think, which I couldn't read at all. The other one, it was advising me to turn the antenna upside down and gently tap it on the ground so that the sleeve could slide out, which was pretty confusing to me because it, it, it just, that's not how it works. Um, otherwise, it's it's a uh, four page or six page or something like that because it's got every X antenna assembly instruction on there. So after you locate the one that's for your antenna, which is just one single sheet, um, it, it was I thought it was pretty plain. I didn't really have any problems putting it together after I just disregarded all the other inserts because I just didn't believe that they applied. Does that bug you that they put in directions for other? antennas in your box or do you understand that that's a you know i guess they're saving and they just put it all in it's all the same kind of deal i understand it i don't like it but i understand why they do it i can't really fault them for it i think that the the layout of all the different models certainly could have been uh delineated better because i even today i'm, I'm looking at it right now and i was looking at those at the instructions 
thinking to myself, well, that's not how I put that together at all. Oh, wait, that's the X200. Right. So even now, after I've done it, it still confuses me a little bit, but, you know. Dave, David, same question with you on the fact of uh, putting multiple antennas in that, you know, in the manual. Is that kind of bug you, or is it off-putting? How does it make you feel? Um, I, I don't like it. Um, I, I find it confusing, uh, makes it more, more difficult to, uh, to kind of do, uh, do the work. I've, I've experienced it before and it's always annoyed me. Uh, um, I, again, the, uh, the install was, um, fairly straightforward. Uh, so it didn't, um, it didn't make it more difficult to do the, to do the assembly. It was just, uh, an annoyance. Got it. All right. So now it's time for us to find out how the fellows installed this, how they put this antenna in line over the course of the 30 days. This is the install segment of your 30-day review of the Diamond X30. David, how did you use this thing? How did you put it in line? Uh, well, uh, first off, uh, assembly, uh, like I said before, kind of was pretty straightforward, though I did, uh, I did put on the, uh, the pole brackets before putting in the um, the uh, the antenna connector uh, to my to my cable uh, to the jumper, and I had to disassemble it and put it back together, but it just took took a minute. Um, uh, also, um, what wasn't clear was um, uh, it looked like the radials might have had an adjustment screw, so you could you could. Um, Kind of tighten it down at different points, and I thought that that might uh, um, change the SWR, change the uh, you know change the um, the uh, the uh, the minimum dip on the uh, on the DB. Uh, so um, after testing it, um, which I'll go into later, I I realized that um, uh, that they were just best fully seated, but it, it wasn't clear whether those were going to be used to uh, adjust the uh, the tune frequency or anything um, that said uh, I after building it I, I put it on a on a 20-foot pole that I had just laying in my front yard waiting for something waiting for anything um, and uh, uh, just mounted it straight onto the pole ran it up put put my uh, put my jumper into my window pass through hooked it to the uh, Hooked to the radio and um, and tried the repeater, uh, and uh, I can go into that in another uh, in another segment. But um, easy to put up and uh, and uh, fairly easy to do the assembly. Again, uh, they could have been a little more clear on some of the instructions, uh, but uh, it didn't it didn't detract the build that much. Did they tell you how high? to put this thing or is it sort of just get it up as high as you can? Well, being a, a ground plane antenna, there's no, as, as long as you clear the, uh, you, as long as you kind of clear, what is it like two wavelengths or so, um, you, you'll be fine. But uh, I, I happen to have 20 feet of pole, so I just put it 20 feet up. I didn't, I didn't want to like disassemble my pole, put it up at 10. Uh, try it out there, then run it up another ten and do and do more comparison. I, I, I don't have the strongest back, and getting that thing hoisted up uh, uh, 
was uh, enough enough work for me. Yeah, understood. Dave, save qu uh, same question here. How did you use this thing, and how did you put it in line? Well, a um, couple points I want to touch on first for the install. I I really like the sleeve that it has on on the bottom of that to protect the the feed line where it, where you screw the coax on there. I really like that design part of it for the extra protection that it gives the joint. Um, and it also helps raise that the feed point up above the, the, the metal pole, if that's what you're using. So how I installed it was I, I found a length of pole just, you know, laying around like, like you have them. Uh, turned out it was only eight foot. I was, I usually have 10 footers around, but I, I used them on a fence. So I took what I had. Uh, and after that, I, I climbed up on the roof of the shop outside. I've got, you know, those, those little TV antenna tripods up there where I used to have some other antennas, um, took them down and they haven't, not had, haven't had anything up there for a while, but I left the tripods up there cause you know, boy's going to come back and put another antenna up there. Right. And so, um, yeah, I just, I stuck it in there. I ended up with the feed point about 32 foot AGL, um, which is probably about as good as you can get at a, I think at a home station without actually having a, a real tower. So, um, wish I had some safety equipment maybe for that, but. <laughs> That's a whole yeah. different show now. That's a whole different show. Don't get us in trouble. Uh, but yeah, um, hung the hung the coax, the feed line down, stuck it through the window, hooked her up to some uh, dual banders, and away we went. All right. All right. This is the part of the 30-day review. Now we're talking about the Diamond X30, okay? This is an interesting little antenna. The fellas are speaking freely. They own this antenna now. They can tell you if it worked or it didn't work. Many people want to know what happened on the bench when you're testing things out, your SWR, if you did any sort of AB comparison. Let's go to David. He's Kilo, Mike 6, Delta Oscar, Victor. When you got this thing inside, you put a meter on it. What did you do? Did you, what was your gauge of telling how this thing was going to work for you? Uh, well, I, I put it on the uh, Nano VNA, which gave me pretty much everything I needed. I just uh, marked the... Um, uh, beginning and end of the uh, of the of the sweep, um, I, I think I said, show me between three hundred and uh, like seven hundred megahertz. Uh, I, I'm uh, and, and just you know give me a sweep and, and show me what what's going on. Um, and I got uh, I got a dip at uh, one forty four point eight, two sixty three point two, three seventy and 444.5 and they were all almost like a 20 db so um you know well under uh, well under two uh two to one swr i didn't get the precise swr numbers because that was uh i i, I was just kind of going for for the uh, resonant frequencies um uh so i was i i knew that it was going to be it was going to be really a fine antenna in the hand bands as long as um uh, as long as it held up to the to the VNA, um, so then I uh, then I put it on the on the radio um, after I after I mounted up outside, 
um, and uh, uh, got on to um, got on the repeater uh, and just to see who was who was out there listening and uh, one of my one of my buddies up the mountain a little bit uh, came back and he was he was mobile at the time uh, about to pull into his driveway but uh, he was happy to do a, a test um, and uh, the repeater it was full quieting into the repeater there was no problem at all and I, I generally have uh, uh, full quieting into the repeater with my uh, Ed Fong J pole that's uh, that, that I've been using for years out there um, so I was not surprised that I, that I, that I was gonna have good performance uh, but uh, my buddy having line of sight to my house um, I said well let's switch over to simplex and uh, give that a shot and uh, he's like yeah let's uh, QSY over to uh, to 520 and uh, and just see if we can make contact and I did um, contact was um, it was s7 uh, uh, really good sound uh, then I went back to the Ed Fong and tried that and it was like s1 or two could barely hear him it was scratchy it, it was a copyable but um, it went from like a uh, it was a circuit merit five on the on the uh, diamond then it was like a circuit merit three on the um, on the uh, on the Ed Fong um, and that said uh, the Ed Fong is on a 20-foot uh, feed line and the all I had sitting around other than that was uh, 50 feet um, and that was RG8X on both of those uh, but um, the diamond putting 50 feet of uh, RG8 um, turned out to be uh, just better overall contact than um, than the Ed Vong at, uh, with a 20 foot feed line. So uh, I was really pleased with the performance, um, though uh, the the height above ground could have had played a role in that too, because uh, um, getting that at 20 feet was pretty much had the top of the antenna over the over the crest of my roof. Um, meaning I, I had very few obstructions, if any, uh, versus um, 10 feet on the on the Ed Fong, which uh, uh, put it below the roof, uh, the, the, the top of the roof, meaning I was getting shadowed um, into, uh, into my, my buddy's place. Okay, cool. So your first out-of-the-box contact, you could do a little A and B, you could do a little simplex work, and, okay, got a good uh, review of your first sort of a bench test we'll talk a little bit more in a little bit about uh, as the days rolled out and you got to use it a little yeah. bit more and then i have a 440 story as well <laughs> so the is that for now there. or is that for the performance uh we'll do that in performance we'll do okay. that all right hang tight there all right that was david's uh side of that there for his ab bench test sort of a sweeping of the band to see how things played out let's see what dave did kilo delta zero foxtrot x-ray Let's talk about how you AB'd this a little bit, or if you did, or what when you hooked it up, what you found on the meters. Okay, well, I did do an AB on that. Um, <clears throat> my my go-to is a Aero Antenna Dual Band J-Pole, which I think is a great antenna, if anybody is thinking about that as well. Um, build quality in that is spectacular, because it's, it's made out of solid aluminum there. Um, and it gives 
spectacular performance, like I said, when I when I hook an, a swarm meter up to that, um, it, the needle barely even moves across the two meter band. The entire two meter band, it's it's like at one point one to one point two. So uh, this diamond antenna has some pretty stiff competition as far as that goes. But I wanted I was interested in this diamond antenna when you sent it out because it it boasts the three dB gain on two meters, whereas the the hmm. arrow antenna a pole is zero gain. So I wanted to see how that worked. So I got the uh, the X30 up there, and I did. I don't have a, a VNA meter, though. I was thinking pretty hard about buying one after I I put that up there. All I had was my uh, my little uh, dual band swear meters, but I just I spun the dial around the the different bands and and collected some measurements uh, and and compared them to the charts that they included in their instructions, their manuals. And on the two meter bands, it was as good as or beat their published figures there in the manual. So not bad. I, I had a high of like 1.6 on the band edge, which, you know, you're, you're probably not really going to spend a lot of time there on the band edges. But right there in the sweet spot, you know, 145, 146, it was 1.3 or less. And on the 70 centimeter bands, it it didn't perform quite as well as what their published specs were. I think I had 1.7 on the on the band edges, uh, with a low of 1.6 or 1.5 in the other places. So, uh, you know, and that's that's perfectly fine for an antenna like that. It's it's, it's certainly not going to be a disappointment if you get, you know, a score of 1.5 or 1.6. So, it, I, I guess I don't really have any complaints about it. It was a solid performer as far as the test the tests go. Got it. All right, we're moving into that uh, performance space now. The guy's got to spend 30 days, maybe a little bit longer, depending. Uh, with this antenna getting to work it, beat it up. You know, that's what we're looking for here in the 30-day review is that your peers and members of our community take this stuff out there and, and beat it up. I mean, not physically seeing how tough it is, but kind of, you know, in the elements and all that stuff. Here we are in the new year and... Uh, heading into spring and all that stuff so they were reviewing during a time where they could have been getting some weather we'll see how the performance aspect of the diamond x30 went let's start with david now over the time you got to spend a few weeks four weeks or more with the antenna once it was up there what did you make of it in terms of your day-to-day -day or every other day or how often you work on the radio in terms of performance for you well, on the radio, pretty much at least once a day. So uh, we, we have a very active Aries community here, and uh, um, our, uh, our our Aries repeater is always kind of, there's always somebody there to talk to and plenty of, plenty of opportunities. Um, so uh, nothing but great signal reports, um, uh, especially on 2 meter, on 440, uh, it was so much heads and shoulders above the uh, Ed Fong J pole. Um, uh, I was I, I was able to work a repeater that's normally fringy and uh, and and sporadic, uh, and and just full quieting into that repeater. So I was really impressed with its uh, 440 performance. Um, physically, uh, uh, while I was kind of. While I was inside and, and just sort of setting up on the radio, uh, uh, the wind picked up. I, I just kind of had the mass leaning against the house for, for a few minutes while I was uh, kind of going back and forth to the house. 
and uh, it blew down and uh, uh, and it folded but it kind of bent two of the uh, radials uh, which I, I was able to bend them right back into place they were straightened out so it wasn't cheapo metal in the in the radials uh, but uh, it, it survived the uh, it survived the crash uh, uh, it was on to fairly soft earth but uh, uh, I was I was just glad that nothing shattered uh, and it and it just continued to work despite a really hard fall. Okay, thank you for that. And I've done that before too. Actually, mine didn't just fall over. I I lost control of. I don't have this antenna, but one similar to it, and I had the same thing bent up the you know uh, the radials, and they ended up going back into place. So I've been there uh, where you are. Uh, Dave, let's talk about the performance over 30 days. I don't know how often you're on the radio or played around with this thing, but uh, how did she do for you? Well, I'm not a big VHF or UHF user, but I tried to give it my best shot to make sure that we had a decent uh, review on that. Um, I, I live 20 miles or so from our nearest repeater, 30 miles or so from the one I usually use, and... I was able to hit the regular repeaters I use with with no issues, full quieting, you know, fully legible, uh, very strong signal. So uh, I it it really did pretty well on that. Uh, on the other hand, I was not able to hit any of the repeaters that I can't normally hit. So hmm. I I didn't gain a whole lot with that extra three dB of gain that they're advertising. Uh, but I, I think it would take a lot more antenna to be able to hit the ones that I couldn't hit, a lot more height. Uh, you know, and I, I think that's basically, it, it, it's got the same limitations of any VHF antenna. It, it, you've got same horizon no matter what. So that, that ended up being the limitation on that antenna. I, as far as simplex goes, um, I wasn't able to test that very much at all. I, I was hunting around on 5.2 for some cars passing by, but, you know, there's not a whole lot out there for that. Uh, but uh, the few contacts I was able to make, I, I still had good signal reports. Uh, but I wouldn't say that the antenna allowed me to speak any farther than than my old standby, the, the Aero Antenna j So. In this particular case, I, I didn't gain anything else. Um, I, I do out here have an awful lot of wind. Uh, you know, today we're hitting 40 mile an hour gusts. Where are you? Uh, well, I'm right in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. So um, around me is the cornfield on four sides. And there's no corn anyway right now, so it's 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 flat earth for some miles in any direction that you choose to to pick. So plenty of wind, and I know that I think it was last week we had probably some 60, 65 mile an hour winds, and there was there was no danger of any kind to that antenna. The wind load that it was presenting was just it was nothing. David, what uh, part of the country are you in? Um, rural, coastal, San Mateo County, California. Okay. All right, so that'll give us a little bit of geography and uh, what you're working with technically in the space that you're in. Okay.
Okay, good deal on that. All right, so this is the part of the 30-day review where we get into the curb appeal. Now, you know, Dave has told us he lives out there among the cornfields, and that may not matter. It may matter to his partner, whoever he hangs out with the most, or the neighbor down the way. We're going to find out here just how it looks when it goes up there. And, and uh, let's talk to David. In terms of curb appeal, is this something that you feel comfortable putting up uh, for the neighbors, uh, whomever may be seeing this? Well, um, my house is deep set into my property. I've got uh, two and a half acres. I, my house is in the middle of it. Um, and it's a long two and a half acres, so it's a long way. It's like 300 feet down to the driveway. Nobody's nobody's going to see the thing. If they do come up the driveway, I don't care that they see antennas. Uh, nobody's here to complain about it. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, people in the community know that I'm a ham operator with emergency communications, um, affiliated with our CERT team, um, and uh, and that I'm a community resource for, uh, for radios and communication when we get power outages, fires, and that sort of thing. So uh, it's a it's a, a little bit of a flagpole uh, 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 announcing that I'm available for communications to the uh, to the community. So um, curb appeal was was not an issue. If anything, it's a little bit of a bragging right. Um, and uh, it's um, it's uh, less janky than uh, than my Ed Fong uh, install, but that's entirely my fault as well. Uh, because on that one, I just uh, kind of zip-tied it to the top of a pole uh, versus the uh, uh, the nice thing about the diamond was that it had the pole clamps with it. Uh, so it's really firmly attached to that pole, and it's nice and straight. Um, you know, sitting sitting a, 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 proud, a, a proud vertical on, on that. Uh, the... Uh, I was a little worried that the radials would would look a little bit antenna-y and a little bit junky, but they don't. They're it's uh they're they're short, uh they're not uh, visually overbearing. Uh, it's just a uh, an effective uh, uh, arrangement. That uh, uh, though I will say I, I felt like the antenna was uh, a little shorter physically than it appears in the in the photo. Um, just the dimensions uh, didn't really give it justice to how short of an antenna this actually is, uh, which uh, when I judged it by the, the DB uh, uh, gain and uh, judged it by the, uh, just in general, uh, lo looking at the picture, I, I, thought, I thought it was gonna be a longer antenna and I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised in the performance of a short antenna. So your neighbors know you as that guy, and you're cool with the look of it, so where you live, you're, you're okay with that. What about those that maybe live in an HOA or, or something like that? Uh, guys that are not like you, who may put this up in, in different situations, do you think it's aesthetically okay? No, it is, it is not a city antenna. If, if, you, if, you're, if you got your own house and you don't have an HOA, um, I, I think it'll be uh, uh, you're, you're fine to put it up. If you if you can put up outdoor antennas, you're you're just fine doing doing so. But uh, HOA is going to notice, and they're not going to like it. Um, uh, it may be possible since it's a short antenna. You may be able to get this thing up into an attic. Uh, uh, so you know, just do a, a, a short tripod, and if your attic is tall enough, you can you can fit this thing in there. 
you, if you bring up the, the picture, I, I think it shows what the actual length of the physical antenna is. Uh, it might be it might be there in the uh, in the notes, uh, but uh, it is it is kind of stubby, which is not necessarily a bad thing. If you're if you're uh, it, you know, it's better to put something in your attic than nothing out, out nothing at all. Okay, so yeah, all that information should be available on any of the, you know, the manufacturer, the manufacturer, the sellers actually. DX Engineering, uh, Gigaparts has it. Uh, Dave, same question to you. You you tipped off that you were out there and in, in the middle of it, and probably not too many obstacles to overcome in terms of a visual sight line. But I don't know. You might have that neighbor that's close enough to you that's just the, the pita. So I want to get the the skinny from you, Dave. What do you think in terms of uh, curb appeal, how does it suit you personally, and how may it suit neighbors or people, passers-by? Well, first let me say that, speaking as a ham guy, I think this antenna is absolutely sexy. I super love this kind of design with, with the uh, enclosed elements and, and the, the tiny little radials on the side. Um, Myself, I don't have a, a neighbor for at least a mile. Uh, the antenna is mounted, you know, a hundred and some feet from the road. So I think as far as the curb appeal goes, it's, you really can't even see that from the road um, with, with the small white tube and the radials aren't long enough to, to really even notice, you know, the, the, the tripod that it's that's holding it up is way more noticeable than anything about the antenna itself. Um, if we're going to talk about HOAs, yeah, that's a non that's a non-starter. That's never gonna never gonna work unless you can come up with some way to uh, disguise it. Doesn't look like a bird feeder, huh? It does not, and and I don't think it's strong enough to hang a flag off of it. Okie dokie. There you have it from the fellas. A 30-day review now. We're going to get into the pros and the cons. This is kind of what you're waiting for. You want to know about the performance, how it comes to you, how it tested on the bench. But we want to get into the pros and cons because we don't want to spend your money. We want you to decide. And we have a couple of people who spent some time with this antenna, and they're going to give us the pros and cons on it. Let's start with David. David, uh, you can go down the list, and you know you can say whatever you need to say. And I might have a follow-up question here because I'm really curious. And we looked at the price point here, $72.99 at DX Engineering. Four cents cheaper, it looks like, over at uh, Gigaparts. But still, $73 is, you know, I don't know if I'd pop on something like that. So I'm going to need a little more information. Let's talk about what you found to be the pros and the cons of this particular Diamond X30. Well, um... Pros, uh, definitely happy with the performance compared to what I had before. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't compare it to a wide range of antennas because I don't have a wide range, but uh, it, it sure beat the Ed Fong and it sure beat the roll-up J-Pole um, in, in the bedroom window uh, for the other radio. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think that the, uh, the performance was just fine. 3.3 dB gain is not not great uh, as far as um, as far as kind of working those uh, those more distant repeaters. Um, something you'd get out of uh, out of like a collinear stack or something like that. But that um, 
uh, or something directional. Um, so performance was great for the package. Um, uh, no complaints at all there. Um, let's see. Uh, it did seem a little weaker in in uh, in the 440 range, uh, although uh, you know, uh, Dave was kind of brought it up that um, uh, the the SWR was slightly worse in that range. So uh, um, I'd say uh, uh, this is this is a better uh, two meter uh, antenna than 440, uh, but uh, I, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't turn it down. Um, uh, I as far as the price point, um, if you if you're willing to spend under a hundred bucks on a, on a good antenna, I'd go. I'd definitely go with this. All right, good there. There you go. There's uh, some pros, uh, no cons to it, except for the fact that if you're in an HOA, you need to think about that. It's not something both of the fellows said you're not going to put this up there. It's just a a headache for you uh, there. But you're an MCOM guy, also. Is this something you think you could see yourself? taking it out in the field, say, if it's not in a permanent install? Um, I would not take this in the field, uh, reason being the uh, the radials are just kind of, they're, they're too much in the way. Um, it would disassemble, you could you could deploy it out there, uh, but quite honestly, that's where that's where the Edfong is going to go, uh, because it's all, it's all straight and contained, it packs easily, uh, there's no assembly required other than kind of just getting mounted to a pole. Um, so uh, I would I would go with the uh, Edfong for uh, for MCOM uh, uh, portable deployments um, and uh, and stick with the uh, with the diamond at the base. All right, good deal. I'll come back to you and pick up your uh, overall rating in just a minute. Uh, Dave, let's talk about the pros and cons. You hinted at a, a little bit of a packing issue earlier in the show. Uh, tell me what you make of this on the good and the bad. You know, honestly, I. I really would be pressed to come up with any cons like David said. It really is a pretty good, basic, dual-band antenna. Uh, for that price point, I don't really think you're going to do a whole lot better. Would you buy it? Would you buy it with your money? Was that, would that be something? I know you said you don't operate as much on that, but, I mean, if you were a 2-meter guy, 440 guy, is this something you'd pop on? I think so. You know, in, in the world of the, the VHF, UHF antennas, I think the $73 is is pretty reasonable for what you're getting there. And if you want something that has a little bit more bang or more oomph behind the signal, you know, you're going to be switching over to a directional antenna of some kind anyway. But, you know, this if you, if you get it at the height that it needs to get to clear your obstructions, I think it's going to hit whatever's in your area. Okay. Now let's go to the uh, the overall rating. We do a 5.5 five to a 5.9. David, Kilo, Mike, 6, Delta, Oscar, Victor. What kind of report do you give this one? Um, I give it a 5.8 based on the manual um, alone. Just that I just dock at a point for the manual. Um, other than that, uh, uh, performance-wise, uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's an absolute great um, uh great thing um, I, I think uh, but a, a good solid 5.8 and the only deduction for the man right. and the packaging but I, I can't I can't fault them too much on that yeah all right Dave what do you think uh, overall rating 5.5 five to 5.9 where does she land I'm also going to give up the 5.8 like David 
Um, I'm not knocking it so much for the the manual. I think you know, obviously, it could have been improved, but I don't think it was horrible. Uh, but I think it would have to be a little bit more powerful if I was going to give it a five nine. Um, maybe one of its big brothers would would land a five hmm. nine. But uh, no, for what you get, I think a, a five eight is pretty fair. You know, sometimes things happen too in the packaging. I don't know you you were missing a piece. You had to drive considerable way to pick it up because of where you live and that sort of thing. That would have knocked the point off for me, but that, you don't seem to hold that part against them as, as much. No, I, I, like I said, it really didn't bother me a whole lot. Um, I, I'd probably be going past the hardware store eventually anyway, and it cost me a nit or a quarter to, to get a couple nuts. And... It's frustrating, though. I get it. But, you know, it happens. It, you know, mistakes yeah. definitely happen, and things get mixed up sometimes in, in the packaging. I, I get that. But uh, it's cool that you did not take points off for that because that was kind of one of those one of those little things. Well, thank you guys uh, so much. Is there anything you guys want to add uh, as we say goodbye to our friends? Uh, again, this is all about taking it out of the hands of me and being the talking head and saying, oh, it was given to me and I got it and I'm a little bit, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I want to put it in the hands of our community. And um, I never felt comfortable trying to spend anybody's money. So what they're telling you is true with their experience. Is there anything that we missed? David, is there anything that we missed here that may be able to help somebody? Um, so uh, nothing really missed. I do want to, I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to do this uh, uh, the community for, uh, for supporting it as well. Um, uh, I really appreciate the, this. I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about uh, uh, documenting things for YouTube videos. Um, I'll give you a link to the the actual build and uh, and deployment and the testing, uh, and you can link that. Um, I, I have that fully available. Uh, I'll I'll publish it as as soon as uh, as soon as he finishes the show. Um, so uh, thanks again for the opportunity, and uh, I, I hope that others uh, in the community get to uh, experience the same thing. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Dave, anything that we missed here? You you like to build things and you like to tinker. Is there anything that you could teach the community about this antenna that that we may have missed? No, I think we covered everything. You know, I, I think in the end it really comes down to your install and how well you can put it up. If you if you can't uh, put it in a good location, you'll get poor performance out of it. But give it a good chance, and and it's going to work. Well, my thanks to David Kilo Mike 6 Delta Oscar Victor and Dave Kilo Delta Zero Foxtrot X-Ray for reviewing the Diamond X30. Again, if you would like to become a reviewer, you need a 100 watt ID, easy to get, and it's free. Go to 100wattsandawire.com, click the 100 watt ID tab, simple information, I don't sell your information, you get sequentially even issued an ID. Uh, from an app. And then a human, a busy human, will send it to you in your email, so keep an eye out for that. Once you have it, go on over to the 30-day tab and sign up to be a reviewer. You only need to do it one time. You stay in. These guys will go back in there. They'll go back in the list. We do a lottery. Names are picked. I send out a, an invitation, and the first people to get uh, in line are the ones who um, get to redo, do the review. So that's how it is. And we want to take a, 
take it off of me to, to be doing these reviews because I think sometimes they can be jaded. When people are given things, there's a, almost an underlying thing that oh, I think I, yeah, I get to keep this. And then, you know, almost inherent that you say something great. You know what I mean? I'd rather just sit and listen to the fellas talk about it. Listen to the community because it's for you guys. So, thank you all for uh, listening through that. I hope you enjoyed it. And let us know if you decide to buy this product or if you're in the market. I bet you if you had questions, these guys would answer them as well. But I think we did a pretty good job of looking at it on this episode. I'll say 73 for now to you. May the dogs run by your side. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.